Welcome back, everybody, to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Uh, and again, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube in the future, welcome to you as well. Uh, I'm Jim, as always, and I'm joined by Tom from an undisclosed location. Uh, different backdrop for you there, Tom. I know you're traveling, but how you doing, Tom? Happy, happy that it's Friday. Uh, happy that we're con we're together. Uh, I, I I was able to do. I was I had the privilege of being asked to um, present some content at a conference that I was at this week. And um, in that conference, I spoke a lot about making sure that you give time to your passions. And I specifically named this podcast as being one of them. And I talked about how important it was just to set aside, you know, the the hour um, every week that we have. And I said, you know, I have a great friend in. I'm not going to give away your location. I know we said it here before, but I don't want people tracking you down. I've got a great friend who lives in another state, and and we've had a long-standing friendship, and we have a passion for professional wrestling, um, and it's just great for us to get together and talk about it. And like, <clears throat> I threw out that I, I, everyone was like, "Oh, you do a podcast?" And they're like, "What's it on?" And I said, "Professional wrestling." And then the it was like the the air went out of the room. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to be like, "Hey, you don't you don't knock professional wrestling. Don't don't." So, and then yesterday we were at a table for the lunch um, and this was after I presented and people were talking about how like how interested they're getting in sports because the NBA trade deadline was yesterday. So there's a lot of talk about NBA and basketball and, and then it spiraled into uh, what sports do you like and what sports would you go to in person what, versus seeing on TV and all that stuff. So anyway, you and I both want to go to pro wrestling in person, uh, but for now we're happy to talk about um, – uh, what we've seen uh, recently uh, on TV and and, and whatnot, and uh, and also spend a few minutes this morning uh, in this episode, renewing our passion, uh, both for I'll say our friendship and for pro wrestling. Absolutely, and it's it's funny that you uh, that's very cool that you uh, talked about this on your uh, in your presentation, and uh, it's just it's funny too because uh, I went to a meeting Tuesday with my boss. Um, I don't exactly remember even how it came up now, but I think um, she's allowed me to come in just a little later on Friday morning so that I can do this. Um, and I know I mentioned it to her when I asked, hey, would this be cool? Um, maybe I didn't mention what the podcast was on at that point, though. It's possible. Um, and so, so somehow it came up and she's like, what's, so what's your podcast about? And I was like, well, it's about pro wrestling. She's like, you mean like WWE stuff? And I said, absolutely, that's exactly what it is. And she's like, I never would have guessed. I'm like, well, let me tell you how much of a nerd I am. Um, <laughs> Watch I said, this. I've traveled to probably 15 different states. I don't know. I, at one point, I knew the number. Um, I've been to WrestleMania four times. I've, you know, like, yeah, it's a thing. Um, and, it, and it used to be a little more of a thing as far as the travel piece goes. Obviously, I haven't done as much of that in the last number of years, even pre-COVID. But um yeah, so, so it was it was a new moment for her learning something about uh, who I am outside of work. Uh, she knew about the trivia thing, but now there's this whole other. At, le at least she asks because there's been meetings I've been in before where my, my boss I'll say something, and my boss goes, "I had no idea about that with you." And internally, I'm like, "Well, if you bothered to ask questions about me, <laughs> right. right? If and you she's not she's, who I am she's not going to listen to this, so I don't really care." So. <laughs> right, the odds of her downloading this not, not I. Yeah. Or if she did, hi Tom's boss, and uh, he loves his job. <laughs> I, I do love my job. I, I, I'm darn good at what I do, which is why I was asked by a third party agency to present. So exactly, um, pretty sorry. cool. We'll step off the the ego box this morning. <laughs> no problem. Let's, let's, well, let's talk about head to head, so you can bring me back to reality, Jim. Yeah, please. let's uh, let's knock that ego down just a moment. Um, I actually haven't, I was just noticing, I haven't started my spreadsheet. I need to do that to keep up on our stats because, um, yeah, well, after uh, Royal Rumble, I was 5-0 and and you were 4-1, as I remember. And uh, now after Vengeance Day, shoot, I clicked on the wrong thing. Do you know that, do you have it right in front of you, Tom? Yeah, so I don't have my, I don't have how uh, I keep track of it. I have a little like uh, moleskin notebook uh, and I, you know, I keep a running tally in there um, and I eagerly anticipate marking off who wins and who loses as I watch the event. We both went three and two last Saturday. Um, so you maintain a one match lead. Um, we, um, we each got the women's tag title match wrong, which was a little goofy. And and did you watch NXT this week then too? I, I have, yeah. Okay, have. so like clearly, clearly, there it seems like they're 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 shifting 
the former champs in terms of being like not baby faces anymore, which you could argue right. that maybe they weren't baby faces a hundred percent the way they were acting. Previously. They've had moments like this along the way. So yeah. 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 I, um, I haven't said four and two. Does that, there were six matches. Oh, see, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just so used to five. You said five and all for rumble four. and three. Three. Yeah. Yes. We were both four and two. Yes. So, uh, so that makes you nine and two overall and I'm eight and three. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Right. So yeah. So still with a one match lead for you. So no change in in the standings. Um, means I will pick first uh, because of that. Even though we were equal at the score for this event um, in the in the next. And and I, you know what? Go back and listen to last week. I I almost I don't think I said it, but I was leaning into it pretty heavily. I I, I should have went with my gut. I should have went with my gut about Gallus because then we'd be tied. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you you were leaning that way, and then and then didn't. Um, Yep, and I was very happy with that. I, yeah, the women's tag match, I, okay. Um, I, yeah, I guess I don't I, – I'll let it play out. I'll let it play out. I don't quite know. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, we, so we were equal score-wise last week, which so that doesn't bring my ego down. But, but what does bring my ego down is I'm still chasing you. I'm still behind by one. And that you could have been – it, it wasn't like you were like, no, there's no way Gallus is winning. Like you, you thought that was definitely a possibility. Yeah. So it, sometimes I think those hurt more when you're like, oh, I should have said it. I should have done it. Like, um, you, neither of us thought Fallon Henley and Kiana James had any hope. No. So, no, yeah. uh, at least from what I remember the conversation. So, you know, we can both just kind of go, all right, we missed that one. Um, when uh, Wesley and Dijak opened the show, I was pretty sure I was going to be wrong on that one too. Um, you know, they tend not to open with a heel winning, um, especially a title match like that. Uh, I, I will say, and we can just kind of jump to vengeance day reactions. That was match of the night. And I don't think it was close. No, uh, not even, not even. Which is a little surprising because it was not the match I was most looking forward to. That was Apollo Cruz and Carmelo Hayes, which I felt like never, got going anywhere but that we can talk about that in a minute maybe but yeah wesley and dijack uh, wesley has not clicked for me totally as a singles act but boy he clicked for me on saturday sunday whenever i saw that um and i haven't i didn't end up seeing all of vengeance day but i i saw i think the majority of what i needed to um i think all i really missed was the women's title match um which the important pieces of that played out on Tuesday anyways. Um, yeah, I thought Wesley Dijak was a, a banger. I mean, just, and, and we know Dijak can do this. Like, we've seen it with Keith Lee before. We've seen it in other places before. So I, I hope they keep letting him have matches, you know, that are really strong, even though, yes, okay, he lost. Uh, seems like, I don't know, D'Angelo's still involved there, and whether D'Angelo's going to go after Wesley or Dijak or, you know, I'm not maybe totally sold where they're going with that. But um, I I thought Lee and Dijak was a great way to start Vengeance Day. I agree. And it absolutely was an incredible match. And um, from there, it, not that the rest of the card was was not good, not enjoyable. It just, it was such a peak that there was nothing that could even match that the rest of the way down. So I was like, okay. And again, I don't want to say it sloped all the way down. I would say that it had ebbs and flows the rest of the card. Um, but yeah, like just and like some some of the spots, holy smokes, both for both guys. And then even at the end, when when uh, Dijek, I, I forget if they said he broke his finger or it was dislocated. I don't know that. It just was nasty. Like it was nasty. Yeah, he it, 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 not the same, but it reminded me when um, when Tua. Uh, got concussed at Cincinnati, and he went into the and I'm uh, the vasal vassal like pose. If that's if I'm using the right medical term, um, like when you get knocked out and your body like spasms. His finger looked like that, um, but he was clearly going. Uh, I need my finger away from my body because I know from <laughs> right. right. Uh, a little help here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that... and, and I'll say too. Um, did you see the vignette that Wesley did, like the the like, social media diary? Yeah, and had I known they were going to do that on Tuesday, I would have picked Wesley to win the dumb match. Well, like, and the thing is, like, too, so, like, like that's great after the fact because you're fleshing out his character, but, like, wouldn't that have been cool to, like, show you that? Like, granted, it, as the opener, it's hard to have that vignette before and have that package before, but, like, like that would have been really cool to see, like, 
And and since some of that was filmed kind of like as they were getting ready to leave the hotel room, like I understand, but I agree. If they would have, part of why I thought they were going to take that belt off of Wesley is because I felt like they hadn't fleshed him out as a character. They did more in a three minute video on Tuesday or however long that video was than I feel like they've done in a long, since he's been a singles. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, so Lee and Dijak, tip of the cap. We'll see where they head for stand and deliver, uh, whether Dijak ends up with a match or not. Wesley, you would think obviously will have something to do with stand and deliver. Um, I hope it's not the battle of the Lees. West versus Dragon. I mean, I can't well, wait for that match, but I would say, why do you hope not on that? I, I would be all for it. Because Dragon Lee will win the title. Oh. I don't want that to I don't selfishly in the fantasy wrestling <laughs> pur- purview, I don't well, want that to happen. As the person who owns Dragon Lee, I hope that does happen. I know, uh. I know. No, there's a lot, there's a lot of matches. And I don't know where Cameron Grimes has been at. And I feel like he should have already been to the main roster by now. But like if Cameron Grimes, like there's a number of guys, like like and it's weird because like uh, like next week's a good example. So your your Grayson Waller gets suspended for one week because of what happened after his match. And he's back and now he's gonna Tyler Bates, the guy stepping up to the plate. Like, why Tyler Bates, man? Like, Tyler Bates is a guy where I feel like his entire career that I have known him in the WWE, like, world has never met what my expectations are for it. Like, Tyler Bates, and, and, and it's crazy to say, because, like, that guy's, like, a two-time UK champion. Um, I think at one point I, I felt he was top five, top three wrestler in the world. Um but just not given the chance to like really like really have more of a platform, which is just crazy to me. But yeah, I mean, the number of guys I'd love to see face off with Wesley is 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 the source of this statement. Cameron Grimes, Dragon Lee, Tyler Bate. Um, there's more, but those those three are the first that come to mind. Yeah, and I Bates another one of those guys kind of like Wesley, and and I think because of the booking mainly, um, yeah, where he's just never fully clicked for me. What he He's a little bit Jay Lethal to me, actually. Maybe that's mm. a way to put it, in that when I hear he's going to have a match, I'm like, okay. And then he has a match, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's been the booking. They haven't made me, even with two runs as the NXT UK champ, I mean, the second one was kind of, you know, right at the end there, but they haven't done anything that's made me really invest in Tyler Bate for whatever reason. Um, but, but he's good. I think big strong boy is a dumb nickname, but um, especially for him, but I don't know, he seems to like it. So run with it. But um, yeah. And he and Waller, it'll be good. It'll be good on Tuesday. Cause I think Waller is, is coming along very well. He's got the character piece down, you know, no problem. And I think he's been uh, progressively getting better, you know, he's he's doing exactly what he what NXT is designed to do. Like they're developing him. And and I think Waller will be a piece for them on the main roster at some point down the road, an important piece. Um, I don't know if he's world champion material or not. We'll see. But do I think he could at, the, at minimum be a very useful mid to upper mid card, you know, talent? Absolutely. I think he could. He's got got a lot of personality. And he's he continues to grow in the ring. Um, and he's not even when he first started, he wasn't bad in the ring. You know, he wasn't one of those folks that you see on NXT where you're like, ooh, they got a lot of development to do before we're ready for them. Um so you know, I think I think Waller's a, a good example of NXT doing exactly what NXT is there to do. Uh, so that being there, the next uh match was the women's tag title match. We kind of mentioned that. Henley and Keanu James over Carter and Chance to win the belts. Uh, Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Uh, You know, Keanu James cheating and Fallon not knowing um, continues that storyline of the odd couple tag team that WWE just cannot get away from. Even in a new regime, they can't stop themselves. And Fallon Henley, I'm trying to figure out where, like, what's going to finally happen to make her take action? Right, so she she clearly doesn't like that Kiana was on the phone with someone and uh, seems to be uh, playing with Brooks Jensen. Number one, then Kiana is the reason they win the titles because she holds down the feet. Uh, 
And she's like, oh, I saw it, and I'm not happy. But And then Kayla says, but we're champions. And, like, Fallon doesn't, like, stand steadfast in her anger, like, about Kiana cheating. She's like, I guess you're right. We're champions. Okay, let's go to this party. <laughs> and, like, and, like, and, like, the is they didn't know they were going to a party. They opened the door, and it's a surprise party. So it's, 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 it's a good way to, like... With her, a whole her, bunch of people no one's ever seen before. Yeah, clearly her focus shifts, so she can't be in that moment. She's she's taken she's taken aback, right? But all of these things, it's like when and what will be the opportunity when either Fallon Henley goes, okay, I'm just along for this ride and I'm gonna roll with it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for what I truly believe. I have a sneaky hunch because we've got two months between now and stand and deliver, which I have to remind myself, like. I was trying to watch the show on Tuesday night in in ways of thinking of like, oh, there's a match for Stan Delero. There's a match for and and some of those will happen, but we also have two months of TV shows between now and then. And who knows, they might even throw a, a named show on a Tuesday night, you know, here in March too. Um, so I have to remind myself, but I would not be shocked if Kiana and Fallon lose the title sometime between now and Stand and Deliver. And we get Fallon Henley versus Kiana James at Stand and Deliver, even on a pre-show or something, or maybe the night, the Tuesday before or something. I don't know. It, it seems like that's where this leads eventually. But then again, I was trying to break RK Bro up for like a year. So I'm not good at predicting this. Um, and I wouldn't have predicted Tuesday night. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Uh, next was the two out of three false match. Yeah, Hayes Cruz. I, it just wasn't what I hoped for. Well, and so yeah, the first the first fall I think was really really good, um, or really enjoyable. I don't, let me not let me not go so strong as to say really really good. And the first fall they were building to something. The second fall, again, the action wasn't bad, but then like the way that it played out was super flat. And like okay, so now so correct me if I'm wrong, Dabakato was in NXT and then he went and he was in underground fight club or whatever they called that. Um, and yeah, I don't think raw. he worked much in NXT before he went and did the raw thing. Okay. And uh, then that's for- where they rechristened him. Dabakato. He had worked the greatest Royal rumble as Baba Tunde. Okay. Um, and, and maybe a little bit NXT, but I don't think he was ever featured. I saw him in Evolve as Baba Tunde. How crazy yep. is that? Yep. Right? Like, and I saw him live. So that's even crazier. Um, and then he becomes Commander Aziz. So what a, what a callback for him to come back as not Commander Aziz. He's back as Baba Tunde. But, it, but he's... Yeah, I'm sorry. Dabakato. He's, um, he's rekindling his former relationship uh, or the connection with Apollo Crews. Right. Which at first he helps Cruz and then he joke bombs him to hell. Um, which don't get me wrong, unless they were going to turn Cruz heel, Dabakato right now doesn't work as a baby face. No. Um, so he had to be heel. Um, and again, there's a match where I was like, okay, so it's Nana Deliver, it's Apollo and Dabakato, but kind of feel like they're going to get to that before. Not well, that it and- couldn't eventually get to Stand and Deliver, but I think we're going to see it before then. And it's a weird, weird way they did they did the turn because to have Apollo Cruz lose too straight, nothing wrong with that, right? But like, he, he doesn't mean a lot now, and like he doesn't mean and like 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 good thing he has uh, Dabakato to fight because otherwise I really don't care who else he's gonna go after. And and I did think it was interesting. It wasn't like when they inter- interviewed. It's a strong word, Dabakato on Tuesday. He didn't say, you know, Cruz is a loser, and I don't associate with losers. He said he knows what he did. So apparently there's going to be a little bit more of a backstory there. He forced me to be Commander Aziz. Right, to have a stupid <laughs> name and wear a, you know, military coat. Um, I, we'll see. Cato's a big guy. Um, I mean, he didn't do anything Tuesday night that made me go, oh, this is the next star. But he didn't do anything that made me go, oh, he's terrible either. Um but again, it was Dava Kato versus Dante Chen. It was totally there uh, for Kato to be highlighted. I mean, it wasn't wasn't meant to really show off. I guess show off, yes, but not like show that he could go in a 15-minute match or anything like that. It was just, here's some power moves, give Chen one hope spot maybe, and then Kato kills him. I mean, that's... And poor Dante Chen. He got all those videos, and then he got hurt or sick or something and was off, and now he's just kind of cannon fodder for guys like Dabakato. So, sorry, Jen. Um, 
Next up was that that NXT tag title match. Uh, Gallus defeating the New Day, uh, Chase U, and Pretty Deadly, who didn't take the loss well when they showed up Tuesday and hadn't slept and whatever and looked like hell. Um, yeah, this was an enjoyable match. I like this. I mean, I thought it was, the action was really solid. I appreciate that Gallus did pin Xavier Woods to win the titles. I always appreciate. I know you had mentioned last week, you're like, well, the, you thought this was the way to get the belts off the new day without them eating the pinfall. Um, yep. And you know how I feel about that, right? I, so I don't like it either. So I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So that so that was good and, and not surprising. Like, you know, the New Day, um, they're not hurt by this, you know, yeah. and they and they and they always they always do what's right for business. So and and it still was a four-way, you know, it wasn't even straight up, which I would have loved straight up, you know, beat the new day. That's that's a big feather in your cap. But they still pinned, like you said, they still pinned Xavier. Um, yeah, New Day is so, fine. So Gallus are are bad guys, or they 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 trend in that direction, um, whether maybe they're not outright or not. And then you got you got Indus Sheer back. You've mm-hmm. got, I think the creeds We're that are still, good, frankly. Still in, yeah, you got the creeds that are still in the mix. Um, like, are we gonna have like a Haas battle four way at now stand and deliver? Or, or or the other thing is like I would imagine we'll get the Dusty Roads classic before stand and deliver to determine who faces Gallus. That that would be really good because that tag division in NXT right now is is coming together nicely. You got pretty deadly in there, you got Chase Huge as well, you got Brooks and Jensen that you can throw in, um, and all of the teams that you just mentioned. Um I mean that, and I'm probably forgetting a couple along the way there. Uh, Malik and in Inove in um, are a, are a fun team. You know, they're not pushed really hard, but they're they're athletic. They can have really good matches with folks. Uh, it, it could be, yeah. I mean, and Pretty Deadly and Gallus don't seem to be done with each other from the way Tuesday night played out either. So um, I was I was laughing to myself in a way. Um, I didn't watch NXT the week prior when Indus shared beat the creeds but then i saw the video package on tuesday and it made me remember all of the big push that veer mahan got and how that like went nowhere and like i i'm pretty sure it went nowhere because because of the whole vince mcmahon transition in creative uh there's a couple of stories that kind of just dropped that that was one of that just came it made me chuckle out loud when i was like yeah that kind of just disappeared into the thin air yeah, it definitely did. And 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 I got I like Indashir as a tag team. I think a tag team is I think Veer is far better in the ring than Sangha. Um I think Sangha is good for those big power spots, but longer matches, he's still working on that. He's still developing. Um <laughs> Veer is a guy that if they want to, I like that they've made them more intelligent and not just angry foreigners screaming into the TV, which was kind of what they were doing for a while when they first came up. Um, but they've shown that they're intelligent guys who happen to also be big powerhouses and, and want success and gold and, and all of that. And and I think actually Jinder Mahal with them works really well um, as well. Now I know Jinder said he, they weren't going to stop until they were draped in gold and I like Jinder, but I don't need to see Jinder as the NXT champion. He ain't the guy to beat Braun Breaker. Let's not do that. Um, into Sheer winning the tag titles at some point. Hey, I'm sign you up. But Veer is a guy that they can actually tell amazing stories with. And I have to wonder if Disney buys WWE since Disney made the movie about Veer um, because he's the, the subject of Million Dollar Arm. Um, maybe they will. Maybe they'll get back around to that. Um, and, and Disney buying WWE is certainly a possibility that's out there. Um, I don't know. It's just like there's <laughs> a guy kidding. there who's intelligent, speaks well. Like You could do stuff with this guy, and I hope they do. I hope this is a start of maybe a rebuild of Veer for down the road. I just had to laugh when you were making that connection to Disney potentially buying WWE. Two things. Number one, does Space Mountain then have Ric Flair's uh, image all over it? Right, like is that you know well, right? I think Space Mountain just closed. Well, wasn't, wasn't that the one that they just? I think it was. I don't know. They're going to reopen it. Uh, they, <laughs> if they buy WWE, they're, they're going to rebrand it and reopen it. Um, the Rick Flair Space Mountain, um, which is crazy because that was pre- preceded Rick Flair. Um, and then I just thought of like Disney owning WWE, and having been to Disney World twice, just seeing how 
they would potentially incorporate WWE at one of their five parks in Florida or or elsewhere. Like, how just just the craziness of what that could be. Like a WWE theme park? Are you kidding me? Am I watching? Am I watching the WWE Scooby Doo crossover right now? <laughs> right. Uh, there, it could be wild. I mean, it really could. Um, it, yeah, it could be wild. Moving on, we had the women's title match, which, uh, it's, like I said, I think is the one thing I didn't see, and I missed the start of the cage match. Um, Roxanne defends over Gigi and JC. Uh, not a big shock to either one of us. I thought Gigi and JC were going to move to the main roster as a tag team. Um, of course, they don't. They teased that for a quick second on Tuesday night. And then Barbershop Window 2023 came to be, uh, which, I mean, goodness gracious, Shawn Michaels booked himself a little little homage there uh, Tuesday night. But JC and Gigi are no more. And uh, did someone forget to gimmick the door Tuesday night, Tom? I I don't know. I I just watched that last night. I had seen your comment in our in our group thread, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, I cringed. And like, <laughs> right. I, I I know that Gigi is the baby face here, and like her legitimately crying like adds a lot to that. But I think she has a good reason to legitimately be crying. <laughs> like, but and both door shots, like she got thrown into the door and it didn't bust. And I don't know if it was supposed to then or not. And, and then JC just, Oof. Oof. Gigi's showing up if she shows up next Tuesday with a boot print on her face. <laughs> right, right. I mean, kick the out of that girl. Uh, I don't know if it was like I said. I don't know if the door was supposed to break to give somewhere for that momentum to go, but it didn't, and that momentum went straight into her head. Um, and 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 my hope is that Gigi isn't actually hurt in that. Yes. yes. Um, you know that any any injury they talk about, actually Gigi should not show up next week. Frankly, after that kick, they should keep her off at least for a week, maybe two, uh, maybe more. And then when she, you know, JC's out doing her thing, you know, Gigi comes flying through the crowd and attacks her, and I think she'll get a really big pop because um, I think Gigi is somebody that that the crowd can get behind as a baby face. Um, my first thought when it happened was, are they going to put Gigi with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire? Because she would fit visually with them. But I'm like, no, that's that's a heel team that's just coming together. Um, so, no, I don't think that. Because Gigi's, yeah, I mean, clearly the baby face. If, she, if they weren't planning for her to be, she is after that attack. Yeah. Um, but I, clearly they were planning her to be. I, I don't think, and I made this comment in our friend group, I don't think there's a Janetti here. Um I think both these girls are going to be fine if they book them well. I mean, it all depends on booking. But I think they're both going to be fine. I think JC Jane has got a lot of presence to her. I think Gigi's a little better in the ring, personally. Um, but Gigi also has a ton of presence to her. Um, yeah. I uh, Nice angle. Nice angle on Tuesday. I, I didn't see that necessarily coming. The one thing I will say about both of them, they both have good presence. They're not great on promos yet. They sound like they're reading lines to me. Um, and they are, let's be honest. Um, but they sound like it. Like where Grayson Waller, for instance, to use him as an example, um, just sounds like he's talk just talking. Um, you know, I, Gigi and JC to me are, are still learning that delivery where it doesn't just sound like you say this and now I say this and now you say that and then I say this. Um this is this is how we verbal verbally volley, but it doesn't it, it doesn't sound like we're actually having a conversation. Right. So you know, but again, they're in NXT. It's developmental. We can call it the third brand all we want, but it's there to develop talent. And um, and I think both of them are coming along great. And and I'm excited to see both of them now in singles. I didn't think the breakup was coming, obviously, this soon. Um but maybe with Mandy Rose being gone, it maybe it will be best for them. Because to be perfectly honest, whether it's NXT or WWE, um, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, everybody involved in creative in both regimes, nobody's really given a crap about the women's tag titles ever, <laughs> other than like for about a week when they introduce them. Um, so maybe it will be better for both of them to not be in a tag team anyways moving forward, um, and both in, in singles roles. So I'm excited to see where they go. And excited to see where Roxanne goes, um, teaming with Mako Sanamura next week, which is fun to get Mako back yeah. um, 
on the show as well. And then the main event, Braun Breaker defends in the steel cage. You and I both thought this was, you know, pretty much exactly how it would go. Um, I, I thought the ending was good where it was kind of Waller wouldn't die. Um, and Braun was like, all right, dude, cool. You don't want to die? I'm going to put you down. Um, so I, I thought that worked. Um, I, I guess I didn't understand fully why Waller would be upset. It wasn't like, at least I don't remember. And maybe it happened in a part that I missed because, like I said, I missed the, some of the beginning and then I, I was in and out throughout this match. Probably because I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. You know, I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, ooh, I have to see this. Um, it wasn't like he got screwed and I don't know how he gets screwed in a cage match really anyways. Um, so I guess I didn't quite understand his uh, tirade air quotes yeah it's, it's a blurring of the line because he kind of goes well why am i not the guy well, right. like, well, i'm not your boy or whatever right so like you're like well you just had a competitive wrestling match and you lost like are you trying to say this is not just about what happens in the ring like someone behind the scenes makes a decision about who, who wins and who loses like i i and i know that they didn't lead into that but that's we we you know if you're a if you're a knowledgeable yeah, fan there was a wink and a nod to it at least though <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying so like you have to very be very mindful of how and when you use that i think grayson waller is the guy that you use that with i don't know that that was the best spot here to do that but we'll see. Uh, again, like you said, he fights Tyler Bate this coming Tuesday. We'll see what comes out of that and what leads. What What is Grayson Waller's path to stand and deliver, I think, is a little bit more interesting than what is Braun Breaker's path because it really seems like it's him versus Carmelo Hayes straight away, which yeah. is probably the, the – I don't want to say it's the first, but it, 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 it gets me very excited right now um, when I think about that match on paper. Yeah, and for Carmelo to come out on Tuesday and say there's only – one match and there's one place, you know, it's, it's clear what he was hinting at, um, to get to stand and deliver. So, uh, and then is that McDonough who had, yeah. interrupted? Yeah. And then, and then later, obviously we see McDonough's going to split off with Ilya, um, which sign me up. That'll be fun too. Um, Ilya Dragunov on the TV is never a bad thing. So, uh, I like that. So I think Vengeance Day was fun. We'll uh, do this again in a couple of months for Stand and Deliver with, with them. Our next head-to-head -head, uh, will be next week uh, with Elimination Chamber coming. Uh, right now, I think four matches, if I remember right, announced with a uh, with a very strongly hinted at Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Um, and I, and I kind of hope they do that here at Elimination Chamber and end that. I don't want them to drag that to Mania because I... I still want Brock and Gunther, if that's even a possibility still anymore. Um, I had also read a rumor of Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus in a triple threat for the IC belt. That would also be really good. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, that would be good. But we can get there some other time. I want Brock and Gunther at Mania. Um, and what a better way to make the Intercontinental title feel important than to have Brock Lesnar going for it at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. like that would say something. Um you know, we talk about belts and championships and what, what how important they feel or don't. Um, Brock Lesnar saying, you know, I don't think Brock Lesnar's ever been the Intercontinental Champion. Um, him saying, that's a title I haven't won. You know, let's do this at Mania, big boy, or something. Um, that'd be kind of fun, I think. Um, I know it was the rumor at one point. We'll see whether it comes to be. Um, but Brock and Bobby, if that does happen, I know they have their contract signing. And anytime there's a contract signing, you never know. Uh, what's going to happen, but um, I, th I think that could be really fun. So we've talked a lot of WWE lately because of the Rumble and, and everything else, and there's still a lot to talk about in WWE. I mean, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, I haven't watched it all yet, but I've seen enough of the clips that, Dude. my goodness. Dude, the whole se you got you got to watch the whole segment from beginning to end. Just let it let it play out. So good. So yeah, good. and that's that's what I've I've heard and. I'm enjoying a lot of what they're setting up on on Raw and on on SmackDown. Um, the Bloodline storyline is great. So remember how I was talking about Cody Rhodes a week ago? This this promo immediately changed my perspective and changed how I felt about him. 
Now, granted, like he could come out next Monday and sway me back the opposite way, which sure. probably means he's really good on the mic, which he is really good on the mic. Um, and he's also a polarizing person and polarizing talent. But I'll say as of this past Monday with what he did with Heyman and how Heyman, the, Heyman's retorts, it was, it was money. Yeah. It, it, every, the bits I've seen have been good and I'm looking forward to, uh, probably tomorrow getting a chance to finally, uh, watch it in full. Um, I mean, just the line, you know, Cody Rhodes is Dusty's favorite son, but Roman Reigns is the son he wishes he, you know, had had. I mean, um, Sean Ross Sapp was saying this week, like, they need to build this as Dusty Rhodes' greatest creation in Roman Reigns versus Dusty Rhodes' own son. Like, Dusty could be a focus of this, which it's sad Dusty's not here to be a, like, like Dusty jumping in the middle of this promo battle. Oh, my goodness, that would have been great. But, you know, unfortunately, we lost Dusty a number of years ago, so he can't be. But um, And meanwhile, somewhere, Dustin Rhodes is like, hell, I'm right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done pretty well for myself. I'm feuding with Swerve Strickland. Um, so, I, uh, Sap also said Swerve Strickland is going to use that promo and dom- just decimate Dustin Rhodes in a promo at some point here um, and and have some sort of wink and nod over to that that exchange uh, and, and Cody being Dusty's favorite. Um, so anyway, speaking of AEW, we haven't talked about them for a little while. Um, and, and I don't know about you, Tom, but man, they have been clicking like clicking lately for me on most things. I'm sure there are some things I, well... <laughs> At least one thing that made me roll my eyes. I saw it coming. Didn't make a move in our fantasy wrestling league that I should have. Um, But just over the last five weeks, let's look at the Brian Danielson story. We've gotten Brian Danielson versus Konosuke Takeshita, if I can say it right. Uh, Bandito, Brian Cage, Timothy Thatcher, and Roosh. Holy crap. (laughs) And that hasn't even been the main event of every single match. I don't know if any of them were the main event actually of their given week. Maybe, maybe one was, I'd have to go back and look at results. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Um, I think they maybe might've been the first hour main event. If that's a thing, if we don't sure. want to use that terminology. The, the top of the hour kind of yeah. thing. Um, plus you've got the MJF storyline and MJF's promo, his origin story promo, if you want to call it that on Wednesday, Holy crap. Um, Every time I think that guy can't either A, make me think he's a more despicable character, or B, just make me go, well, that was one of the best promos I've ever heard. Um, He does it again. Like, he just, the the guy is phenomenal. Um, The trios, titles, I don't know. I'm loving AEW right now. I don't know. How are you feeling about him? Yeah, it's the same. Uh, Again, I, they, they, and they, they called it. They, they said that they, Tony Khan, of course, he's going to be the biggest fan of, work, of his own work and his own promotion and as he should but like there was credence to his statements january in the ring on dynamite alone which and let's be clear the focus should be on dynamite that's the that's the a show it, it pretty much was very good to great the entire month for every single thing that they did in the ring which is awesome like that's high quality two hours of pro wrestling every single week. And then it, and then it continued the first Wednesday in February, two nights ago, they came back and they did it again. Like, like if they keep doing this, which I hope they do from a fan standpoint, from a viewer standpoint, um, revolution is going to have a hard, hard (laughs) bar to meet um, in terms of in-ring performing. And the interesting thing is we're less than a month out from revolution Fantasy booking-wise, now, okay, Tony Khan, please, if you listen to Two Spot Monkeys ever, you have a 60-minute Iron Man match as your main event. Do not book 10 matches for this show. Don't do it. Right, right. Cut it back to seven or eight. Um, or there's going to have to be a couple that go three minutes. And most of the time on a pay-per-view, I don't, I don't want that. Like, if there's a good storyline reason for something to go short, that's fine, but I'd almost rather that happen on Dynamite than something I've paid, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it is to watch. Um, 
please don't book that many matches. I know it's going to go five or six hours, you know, with the pre-show. I, I, you, you just saying that out loud made me go, oh my gosh, six hours. <laughs> please, no. But it's about what it's been running. I, I understand. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think five. Maybe it's five. Um, Four-hour pay-per-view and then, or it's been a five-hour pay-per-view and then the hour. I'd have to go back. Um, I get tired by the end of those shows. We've talked about that before. Um, and you're going to throw a 60-minute Iron Man match at the end of all of that. So you're not even going to give us the breaks that you get in between matches. You know, Now, don't get me wrong. Brian Danielson, MJF, sign me up. I'm in. I've been in since day one, but you've made it more and more and more. Um, I almost wonder, though, the one thing I wondered was, I like the way it played out, and, and Danielson and Roosh had the best match of that series, which is saying something, because none of those were bad matches. Um, Danielson is incapable. Of, he's he's kind of Ric Flair at this point, right? He's incapable of having a bad match. Uh, Cage is the last one might have made a little bit more sense, because it'd be the monster to get through kind of thing. Although I'm glad it was Roosh. Like, so, I, you know, sign me up for that. Here's what I wanted to say about that, though. Tony Khan on Tuesday night, I want to make sure I get this in before our time runs out today. If he books this right, he made two stars on Wednesday night. Roosh should be, I know I read something this morning that they want him to be their their next Mexican star. And I'm like, oh, next? I don't know that you've fully pushed one yet. Um, so, well, you know, and then that had a falling out or whatever. Um, and I've been a big fan of Roosh since he came into Ring of Honor. Like, I was aware of him before Ring of Honor, but I hadn't seen a lot of Roosh. And then I saw him throughout his Ring of Honor run, and I was a, I was a big fan. I was really thrilled when he came in AEW. And I got to be honest, I've been really disappointed with their booking of him in AEW because I just don't feel like he's been important. I think some of that has to do with their start-stop booking with Andrade and then Andrade getting hurt and, and whatever's gone on with Andrade. That's that's another one of those where they brought him in and then I, I don't for whatever reason that has not worked. Um and and I think Roosh got caught up in that a little bit. But if they can focus on Roosh a little bit, I think Roosh is a star for them big time. And I think AR Fox was made on Tuesday night if they can follow up on it well. I think Fox was the I think Vox was the star of that six-man tag. And when you have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in a match, that's saying something. Um, so I hope that Khan can keep that going because Roosh and AR Fox can be new, fresh faces in your storylines wherever. I'm not saying they've got to be in the world title picture right away. No. Do I think Roosh could be a world title contender down the road somewhere? You know, absolutely. He was a Ring of Honor world champion a couple of times and, and didn't feel out of place at all in that in that picture and it seemed about a month or so ago he was calling out claudio on social media maybe not and maybe that's the path for supercard of honor yeah i i'm very curious to see where supercard of honor goes um to pivot over to ring of honor there for a second in in the they're apparently going to tape some tv here at the end of the month i've heard um that will lead into tv or streaming i guess uh, their their new show on honor club that will lead into Supercard, which is good because right now I feel like there is no path for Supercard because they've stopped featuring Ring of Honor for the most part on AEW TV, which is good if it's going to be its own standalone brand. But then you got to do something with it when you got a pay per view coming up. Um, you can't just sell it on the Supercard name anymore. You could do that last year because it was coming back. Um, I don't, I, you got to book some stuff here that, that makes people interested. Maybe we start that road tonight um, on Rampage. We're going to hear from Mark Briscoe. Uh, no no word whether that's... I, I haven't read the spoiler, so I don't know if it's live in the arena or if it's... Yeah, I don't know. I've been videoed. Um, and I don't know if it's if it will have anything to do wrestling angle-wise or if it's just going to be a chance for Mark Briscoe to say, hey, thank you, and thank you for the chance to have that match with Jay Lethal. And, you know, now let's let's do it for Jay or whatever, you know, kind of thing. It very well could be a promo like that. Um, how much, how I, much time do we have left today? Uh, about 15 minutes tops. Okay. Okay. I did. So I wanted to ask your opinion about the Brian Danielson trajectory. Uh, it, it, it seemed pretty clear from the first mention of the, of the Ironman match that that's where we were going. But then like Danielson had to like not lose, but it really wasn't, 
like it seemed like there was chances he was going to lose, but then like the the build. My comparison to this is so when we think about remember how Jericho had to go through the trials of Jericho to get the MJF. It's kind of the same thing here, but it's not. Yeah. Because, and and with Jericho, like we knew. We knew in a very specific way with MJF being involved that he wasn't kind of announcing who was coming next, and he was kind of trying to one-up Jericho. I didn't feel like that was as much here. But then it was really interesting that, like, on Wednesday they were like, okay, well, Danielson wins – pardon me. Danielson wins this, and he, and, he, and he definitely secures the title shot. Like, they weren't, like, going – like, I, I didn't feel strongly in the previous four matches that they were like, well, he must win here to get to next week to, to also then continue to win. I just so I don't know. I feel like from from a, from a storytelling standpoint, AEW could have done a little bit better there. Not that I thought the end was ever in doubt, but I will say, like again, that match between Rush and Danielson on Wednesday was crazy. Like, like if if you ever thought Danielson was in jeopardy and in in, in a real fight and a real struggle, Wednesday night was a, the best opportunity for that. So. I just how did how did the, how did that come across? How are you processing it over the last five weeks as you watched it play out? I, I agree. They did not, um, you know, they'd make mention of it, but it, it wasn't as uh, dire straits as I think it could have felt. Um, you know, it, it didn't feel like, and, and maybe they did. I'd have to go back, back and watch, but it didn't feel like any time there was a pin attempt on Danielson or something like that you know, like, oh my gosh, Danielson might lose his title shot or, you know, lose the opportunity. Um, it just didn't feel that way. Um, and yet they had just banger after banger after banger um, to use Sheamus's and Drew's lines um, or the Brawling Brutes lines, I guess it was more than the, the, the banger thing. Um, yeah, so I think they could have fleshed that out more. Uh, you know, much like the the, tri- uh, the trials of Jericho or whatever it was, I'm getting the name wrong there. I think, but um, the end was never in doubt for me. Like he was gonna. So it, and I guess it would have been interesting for them maybe to come up with a like Danielson does lose lose a match, and then they still come up with a way you know to get him into the Iron Man match. I understand that, but. Because I think that could have been a oh moment. Like what what are we doing here? I didn't think there was any chance that was happening. Um so yeah, it's been interesting to watch it play out, and yet I've loved it along the way. So it's it's kind of An- another 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 point of entry, and it seems like this has gotten lost, and maybe they recommit to it now, or maybe it's a thing of the past. They're not really emphasizing the rankings. You know the, the top five rankings. You think those have gone away? Yeah, so they were a big deal last year, uh, and they were kind of a staple of what AEW was utilizing in their in their determining of challengers and whatnot, or you know, giving matches more meaning. I've heard boo about those those rankings, yeah. right? And so, like, if you if you would have said, okay, Ru- like, and I know that one of the na- things they named on Wednesday was like Roosh has never lost a singles match, so that was like a big deal, and he was also undefeated this year. So, like, so that made sense for him to be the guy. That Danielson was facing, but like if Rusha was number one and Danielson was two entering that match, the the logical thing is, oh yeah, two beats one to get to the to the challenger spot and and, and and lock it in for sure. And part of the reason that I say I think those rankings are totally gone is otherwise it would have made total sense for Danielson to have to face the top five contenders. Like yeah. those would have been the five guys, um, and it, it clearly wasn't that. Although Rush could have been number one based on his record. Um, you know, Timothy, Timothy Thatcher wouldn't have been in those top five, obviously. Yeah. Takeshita wouldn't have been in those top five uh, because he hadn't really, you know, his wins. Well, I shouldn't say that. Just because your wins are all on dark and elevation doesn't mean you end up in the at the top because they did that in the past. Uh, where you're like, how did Top Flight become the number one contenders? We haven't seen him on Dynamite in six months. Um, oh, it's all on those shows I don't watch. Okay. Um, so they have done that before. But Takeshita lost a number of uh, bigger matches on Dynamite late, you know, along the way. That was kind of his story there for a little bit, was before he got that first win on Dynamite um, a couple of weeks back here. So he wouldn't have been top five. You wouldn't have thought. Uh, so I'm kind of okay with doing away with the rankings because it got us probably better matches, frankly, um, and saved some other matches. Because, like, okay, Mox probably would be in the top five. Well, we. You don't want to go to Mox Danielson again this soon. 
like you can get there again anytime you need to, but you know, they're, they're BCC. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, trying to do the letters in my head. I'm like, did I do that? Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been good. I'm, I don't, if you asked me to fantasy book revolution, like I'd have to really think about who I thought was going to face who along the way. Um, at revolution so so we shall see how it all plays out uh one thing i will say don't care for the guns as the tag champs but i guess i'll let it play out um thought it was i figured it was going to happen i really did i thought billy gunn was going to turn he didn't yet we'll see um yeah i just want to call this out and i don't know if i'm getting an old uh started jump in there um and, I, and i'm happy to talk about that match and and the, the change um the last rankings that I was able to pull up just right now with a quick search from AEW uh, was from August 31, 2022. Yeah, so clearly they've quietly done away with it. They've never said anything about it, um, but which is probably good because I don't know what you, how, how do you get rid of it in storyline way without being like, yeah, they never worked. Uh, like, we're not going to care of... about rankings and wins and losses anymore. Like, you can't say that. So Kind of weird kind of weird um yeah so i missed a lot of the the main event on wednesday where the tag title switched from the acclaimed to the guns i mean both both teams are homegrown in, in AEW, and you know for i guess if the acclaimed if they're if, they're, if the match is going to be for them against the guns at revolution and the goal is to get them the titles back then this is this makes sense, and that's all yeah. I had to say about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right? I, I just yeah, I, the guns haven't done anything for me. Um, they seem to be splitting the firm a, apart already. You know, I know there was a promo with Stokely. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. That that was the one thing they've done where I was like, I kind of thought they were gonna. And I, I should have picked up Austin or Colton in our fantasy league before that. I don't care to now. And I, I know somebody else already has put in claims, got one of them and, and has put in a claim on the other. And that's fine because I just don't think it's going to be a long title reign. So it would have been all about picking them up for the title win. Um, Cause I think there's going to be a fairly quick title loss is my, my feeling now, now watch the guns hold them for six months and I'm totally wrong, but. Um, eh. Eh. That's what I have to say about that. Eh. Well, we're running a little bit up against time here, so let's pivot, Tom, if you don't mind. Uh, and we're going to make our Super Bowl 57 pick. Uh, it is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, one versus one. A um, little bit chalky in the end getting here, or, you know, that we're here. But um, Chiefs, Eagles, what are we thinking, Tom? I'm... I'm I'm not torn. Um, I want to pick the Chiefs, and I'll be cheering for the Chiefs. Um, I do expect a really good game. Um, I think both teams have a lot of talent, and I think we're gonna. I hope we're gonna get a shootout. I think that would be fun to have kind of a shootout Super Bowl. I heard someone a couple of days ago so say 38-31 was their final score. So 69 points being scored in Super Bowl would be pretty awesome. Um, and just to kind of say, like, you know, who can last the longest? That might be a fun Super Bowl and entertaining from a scoring standpoint, right? As opposed to like, uh, what was it? A couple of years ago, was it the Rams? The Rams and the Patriots, where it was like thirteen seven or ten six or some goofy score. Um, yeah, something like that. And that was like not a fun Super Bowl. Like the ads were more exciting than than the game. Um, my pick is the Chiefs. I won't give you a final score. Uh, I do think that Mahomes is uh, is well enough to stay healthy um, the entire game, uh, barring you know, in, you know the Eagles defense is sick. They they I think they set a record on sacks this past season uh, as a team, so they're going to be coming. They're going to be coming. But I think if there's ever a guy that's elusive enough to 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 dodge that and make plays, it's Patrick Mahomes. And I think they have enough weapons. And I think their defense is going to be good enough that they won't contain like Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and a couple other guys, but they'll have just enough to outlast them. 
Yeah, I think it could be a high-scoring game. I just Googled here really quick. The highest-scoring Super Bowl in NFL history was Super Bowl 29 back in 1995. The Niners beat the Chargers 49-26, to 26, so 75 total points. Uh, do I think this one's going to hit 75? Maybe not. Um, although maybe. I wouldn't be totally stunned if this became the highest-scoring Super Bowl um, in history. They're both both offenses are absolutely, um, you know, able to do to do that. Uh, I, I think I've said it here before. Mahomes, I, you lose Tyree Kill and you throw for over five thousand yards and I think it's 40, 40 some or fifty touchdowns. Um, I, the dude is just on another level. Won won his second MVP last night. Um, in five years as a starter has been in five AFC championship games. What? Like, that's crazy. Um, three Super Bowls in five years. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going Chiefs. Um, I think the Eagles are a very good team. I think the Eagles will be back. I think Jalen Hurts is the real deal. Everybody who ragged on him at the beginning of the year, I, I was a Jalen Hurts believer. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is... I think that my favorite team in Chicago should watch an awful lot of Jalen Hurts tapes over the last couple of years uh, because I think Justin Fields needs to grow in the same ways that Jalen Hurts needed to grow. And now look. Um, now, they also went out and got him A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So, uh, you know, we did go, the Bears did go out and get Claypool last year, but we, we don't have that A.J. Brown guy that won. Um, for the Bears. So not that this is about the Bears because <laughs> they are not playing tomorrow. Um, however, after Sunday, not tomorrow, Sunday, after Sunday, the Bears become the biggest story in football with that number one pick uh, for a little while until April. So, or one of the biggest stories, I guess. I'm going Chiefs. Uh, if I had to pick a score, I don't think they quite get to 75, but I wouldn't be shocked at a I'm going to use the 38 number that, that you threw out earlier. I, 38, 27, I think would be what I would maybe, I don't know. That's I'm throwing darts at numbers a little bit, um, but I think the chiefs are going to win. That That is my pick. Um, I did see the picture that had been going around on uh, social media of the NFL had leaked the script for the Super Bowl because it's all fixed. Um, and then it was going to be the Eagles by three, I think. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, it, Okay, go super hypothetical, put your tinfoil hat on for a minute. If the NFL is fixed, the NFL saw that picture and it ain't going to end that way. So <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll alter plans like Triple H apparently has for WrestleMania. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Super Bowl is always fun. Commercials are fun. Um, it's just a good afternoon uh, of watching some football and, and knowing, well, I don't know. It's going to be the last football you'll be able to see until the fall, except next weekend. The XFL returns, Tom. So tune in next week for our XFL preview show. No. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I'll probably try to catch a little bit of the XFL and just see with The Rock, you know, now at the helm, what uh, what it looks like. Yeah, once the NFL season ends next or this Sunday, uh, other than the NFL draft, my, my focus is fully shifting, not that it hasn't already been here a lot, um, to college basketball. You know, March Madness is just around the corner, so that's what I'll be doing. So, and and my focus shifts over to baseball because I think my Cubbies are going to be better this year. They, um, they made some good acquisitions. I'm excited to see what happens there with the Cubs. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about them, and um, I don't get to see a whole lot of their games anymore. And I'm not I'm not home enough to pay for MLB TV, um, but uh, I'll, I'll catch them when I can on ESPN, MLB Network, and that sort of thing. I've already marked down two spring training games that are on MLB. Anyways, this has been a squirrel moment uh, brought to you by Two Spot Monkeys. <laughs> we are up against a, uh, a stop time that I need to head to work. But, uh, Tom, it's been a pleasure as always. Anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap things up here? Yeah, no, just uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, and let's hope that we're both able to come back next week with smiles because the Chiefs won. I know that Annette is uh, either going to listen or is listening, and she's steaming because she wants her Eagles to win. But uh, yes. um, it's all good. That's that's uh, You got right. two against one, Annette. It's nothing yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and good luck to her Eagles. Uh, she's kind of our, our number one fan uh, throwing in comments and, and always listening. And I know she's, 
She's, it's exciting when your team gets there, uh, or so I've heard. Um, Tom, what's that like when your team's in the? Never mind. Um, wow, wow. <laughs> I will say this: there, there's, there's been a lot of conversation. Um, you know, that I did. I went to a conference with a bunch of people who live in Michigan, and again, the, the idea of sports came up. It was the whole theme of the of the of the conference was um, was the work I'm involved in, but like like the overarching kind of like elements were like sport sportish, and because it's Super Bowl week, so you know, there was like a lot of football callouts, and one of the calls to action, which you which you could have chosen to participate in, was wearing wearing your favorite team's apparel. On the on day two, of course, I show up with uh, an Aiden Hutchinson jersey, and people are like, "Oh, you're a Lions fan." I'm like, "Yeah, they've turned the corner. They're like, really? Have they turned the corner?" I'm like, "Trust me, they've turned the corner." Now, you know, it's not the same old Lions, um, and but we don't need to go down that path today. We'll we'll <laughs> no, we're gonna hold we're gonna hold that uh, deeper conversation for uh, for September, August, September when we do NFL picks for next year. Absolutely. No, and, and I agree with you. I do think the Lions have turned the corner. So everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy whatever else you might be watching, uh, whether it's wrestling, football, or anything else you're doing. And uh, we'll talk to you next week back here on Two Spot Monkeys Live.